player two has entered the podcast. Oh, baby. Welcome, welcome back, people, to player two has entered the podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Peterson, a.k.a. MC Paper Stacks. And with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most. Derek Murkison, a.k.a. Full Metal Merc. Mic problems are a thing of the past. Woo! Yeah, we spent a good half hour working that out, but you're sounding good. You're coming through clear and crisp, and I love it. Ooh, yeah. Speaking of clear and crisp, how about this weather, baby? Oh, it's not clear at all. <laughs> it is crispy, though. It's crispy. when that snow gets hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, we're kind of used to it. It's been rough. Definitely had a few issues with cars and going to and fro getting the right mix of oil and gas and the snow blower. I got an old snow blower that was gifted to me by the in-laws, that type of thing. But uh, I'm really, my heart's really going out to those folks in Texas. I mean, friends of the show call it like I don't see it. AD and GP, they're both in Houston right now having a hard time. So, yeah. uh, you know, love and support shout outs to them and the rest of our friends in Texas. I got people that I work with in my department at my job. They all, they're all based in San Antonio, including my direct supervisor hard out to them as well i mean it's it's rough so yeah my uncle just recently moved to texas but he's probably fine with it because he lived in indianapolis <laughs> yeah unless he lives in one of those houses unless he lives yeah. in one of those houses that doesn't know how to protect from them because that's the thing there's things that we don't think about you know they're like oh drip your pipes and this and that because freezing pipes i'm like yeah but my shit don't freeze because it's insulated because that's how they built the house because it was built in indianapolis or the surrounding area of indianapolis so right we're good but right. people in Texas, like, there's a lot of issues with the builder's grade of their houses and their buildings because they didn't anticipate having to deal with this type of weather before. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Texas is freezing over, y'all. So. Yeah, it's wild. It is wild. So uh, what about you? Any 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 uh, particular issues with the snow this week that you want to talk about? Man, you know it got like a foot. A foot deep out here, man. It's just mm. shoveling my ass off. Every time I shovel, the snow covers it back up. Yeah. Uh, I've had to push uh, my sister-in-law out of the driveway. Like, you oh. know how when you continuously rock the car back and forth? Oh, so yeah. So you can get it over whatever hump? Yeah. I've done that like three times this week. And to the point where she just stopped going to work. <laughs> right. <laughs> because she didn't want me to have to keep doing it. So Aww. I do appreciate that. Yeah. But yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, mm -hmm. We actually, the last time I tried to push her out, a fire truck was coming down the road and it just so happened. They were like, hey, do you guys need help? I was like, yes, my God. Mm -hmm. So it was like three firemen and a firewoman uh, helped me push fire the Fire ladies. Fire by the way. Lady. By the way, people are uh, all up in uh, all up in arms, all hot and bothered by this vampire lady. Get you a firewoman. Mm. Those are the real Amazons. They had the yeah. firemen's convention downtown sometimes, and I saw all the fire ladies come into P.F. Chang's one day, and I was like, oof. I just want oof, one of them to pick baby. me up and rock me back and forth. <laughs> so, <to> <laughs> so, yeah, no, get you an Amazon. They're, and, and the firewomen, they're the ones. Yeah, and the, the messed up part is, we got her out. We pushed her out. And on the last push, I'm the one who slips. Oh, and falls no. Directly into the snow face forward. <laughs> and like my hand, I don't have gloves on. So my hands like dig all into the snow. I'm like, well, I'm going to be sick. Awesome. Oh, that sucks, <laughs> but I didn't man. get sick. So that's cool. That's good. But yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. I, I hate this snow. And yeah. I got four wheel drive. So I'm good. I was pulling in and out. But she wasn't so lucky. 
Yeah. No, it's been rough. We're trying to make the best of it. My wife and kid are actually out sledding right now, so they're having a good time, which is good. Yeah. We had a couple issues this week, too, you know, getting stuck in the driveway, trying to go get the the gas and the oil we need for the snowblower, which means we shoveled a little bit. But like you said, it's a lot of it. It's heavy. It's tough. Luckily, a good Samaritan neighbor came by with their snowblower and helped us out. And then, uh, lo and behold, while we're dealing with that, Kristen's car key breaks, right? Just Mm. snaps in half. And then we had to try to deal with that. Her and I have been kind of tinkering with it, trying to get it to work and switching out the battery and all that. And it's it she's got a honda odyssey as far as like her minivan and i hear because i was googling it a lot of people have problems with the key not wanting to turn and lately i've just been kind of rocking the steering wheel back and forth like a crazy person and somehow that gets it to turn i'm like yeah that's right i'm your boss who's your who's your who's your steering wheel daddy (laughs) just shake it back and forth and the car's like you are and it lets me turn the key so i I don't know oh geez i don't I don't know. Yeah. No one turns around like me. Let me tell you. But yeah, no, we're, I think we have a locksmith coming today or tomorrow to kind of look at the key and get it reprogrammed. Possibly. It's a known problem with that model of car right here. So what are you going to do? Oh, okay. Yeah. You learn about these things at the worst possible time. Cause that's just the way it goes. You know, exactly. And here's another thing for people that don't know when it snows real bad, like this, that snow that builds up behind your tires, you need to knock that off. Yeah, because it can freeze and it can puncture your tires and also it can cause you to slip and slide everywhere. I see so many people driving with it like fully packed on behind their tire. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you got to you got to do that every single stop. Every time you stop Mm -hmm. somewhere, Mm -hmm. every time you get to your destination, kick it off. That's a pro tip. That's a pro tip. Speaking of the snow, I think it might be delaying deliveries, too, which sucks. I had planned to play Persona 5 Scramble Phantom Strikers for this upcoming episode of Monday Night Brawl. Oh, no. And Best Buy is telling me that it estimates it won't get here till Tuesday. So, Oh, they're not Best Boy. Well, I'm crossing my fingers that they are under-promising in order to over-deliver. Because I got a uh, notification that it's already in Plainfield, which is, is really close to where I am. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it's like an hour away from where I am. So I'm thinking, and that was today that it it, it notified that it was in Plainfield because it shipped yesterday. So I'm thinking maybe they were just playing it safe, but it's all in all likelihood, it'll either arrive today or I'm assuming probably Monday during the day. So I can still play it at night. We'll we'll see. So cross your fingers. Yeah, I've got I've got like $20 left on my pre-order right on to pay for it. So yay. Yay. Woo. All right. Well, speaking of crossing fingers hexes and other superstition wandavision episode seven happened this week oof oof it's popping we got a big big spoilers for episode seven yeah let's just start off right now that you know spoiler alert i'll have a timestamp in the description if you want to skip past if you haven't had a chance to check it out yet but uh would you uh i mean again we talk about every week what did you think about the opener yeah it was very reminiscent of the office the font that they used on the end was very modern family mm-hmm. and uh you know it, it was good like they they are doing a really good job of getting these sitcom openers down yeah i kind of called it on the modern family too you were going to tell me last week and i didn't want you to because i didn't want to be spoiled for it what did the article say that the next show style would be well it said it would be office style but it was more modern family style yeah, I mean, it was to be office. It was office style and modern family style because Modern Family kind of copies the office, where you have those interviews with people, 
where they look directly at the camera and talk about their thoughts as the show plays out. And you have those quick camera zooms, you know? Right. But the uh, office had a reason for it because they were filming a documentary. Modern Family is just like they're talking to the camera for whatever yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of like that style because you get inside people's heads and it sets up fun writing scenarios. You know what I mean? Right. So it, it lends itself well to comedy, but you're right. It makes less sense in Modern Family. They kind of riff on that because there's one point where the Vision's doing an interview and he's like, what am I doing? I need to go. And yeah. when he rips off his mic, it just cuts to him back inside of a car that he was in before he did the interview and he shoots out of it, showing right. that like this is supposed to be from the point of view of inside their head. Reality right. TV did it first when they would exactly. have those little interviews cutting between like the actual action as if yeah. they're thinking that in the moment, you know? And even so, Wanda, even Wanda was like, "You, you aren't supposed to be talking, are you?" Yeah, because somebody talked back to her. She's like, "Hey, yeah. no, you're not supposed to talk." Right. <laughs> Which I thought this was is funny. Family, this is not how that works. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, no, shut up. <laughs> her, her Claire impression was on point, though. Did you get that energy from her? That manic mom from Modern Family energy? Oh yeah, definitely. that's what I was getting. And the theme was definitely reminiscent of. It was like legally distinct The Office theme. Right. <laughs> so, it was good stuff. But uh, yeah, she she starts off the episode just in bed, just depressed and completely drained from expanding the hex the previous night, which we all kind of expected. Right. And uh, the kids are like, something's up. And she's like, kids, leave me alone. My head hurts. Right. I hear all these voices in my head. Oh, okay, yeah. W- Wiccan, <laughs> Wiccan comes in with Speed. You know, Speed's a little speedy guy. Wiccan's the kid that has the mind powers. And he's like, yeah, my head, my head. There's just so much noise. And you got to think about it. He's probably not only hearing the thoughts of the people in town, but the thoughts they're suppressing. Right. Because everybody's operating on like two different personality wavelengths, right? Yeah. So Agnes busts in, as she usually does, to save the day and be like, hey, I'll take the kids. (laughs) Right. And that like leaves her to her devices. But things are glitching. And I kind of assume this would happen. She's losing her hold. Things are switching around the different eras in her house. Like her fireplace is going from 50s to 60s to 70s and whatever. Her stairs Mm -hmm. are changing. And she's starting to admit that she's losing her grip. Like, it's slipping. Right. I mean, what else happened at that point? You know, on the outside world, you have Monica Rambeau. She finally gets uh, in touch with her engineer friend, which was I not don't, a sp- Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I don't think that was the engineer friend. At least I hope that wasn't the engineer friend. Well, she was because, wearing an engineer hat. Uh, I know, but she's just she just comes in and she says, did we build it to your specs? And she's uh-huh. like, yeah. But it's like... Is that the person who designed it? Like, I, well, I just no, feel no. like they can't. They can't have. It might not shadow. be the only one. It might not be yeah. the only one. I agree with you there. I think that that person was representative of a team. Right. Yeah, it was. It was like Major Officer Goodard or something. Yeah. Nobody of any kind of consequence. Just a lady that brought like what she asked for, which is this super armored, crazy Land Rover that you would like take on the moon or something. Right. <laughs> Speaking of the moon, they actually put her in an astronaut suit and everything so she could drive through the hex. Yep. I called it. I called exactly what happened. I was like, she's going to crash right into that thing and it's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, the way that they were framing it, like how fast she was driving and everything, like, oh, she's going to sail right through. I kind of felt the same way, but it still kind of got me by surprise when like it went the way it went with it's starting to mm-hmm. suck the thing in after it stopped it. Yeah. And her trying to like break out. And then, and then Monica Rambeau just like did some reckless, crazy shit. She escapes from the vehicle while it's being sucked into the hex and spit back out. So half of it's a truck, <laughs> like a, right. you know, like a modern family style truck. And 
she already has her helmet off. She's still got her little spacesuit on. And she just charges straight at the hex like, I can get through. And I'm like, right. I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, she forces her way through. But while she's, like, running through the hex, she starts to split apart. And you can see all the different versions of her, what she was wearing before she first went in, her outfit from the 60s, her outfit from the 70s her current outfit you start to hear like sound bits from captain marvel when she was talking to like nick fury and captain marvel and her mom and stuff and it was it was a cool sequence like i was into it and and then she busts out the hex and lands three point (laughs) i was like Mm -hmm. oh superhero landing not the only one and then just like her namesake, which she's known by many names in the comics when she gets her powers. What is it? Like Spectrum. Photon. Photon. Captain and, Marvel at Captain one Captain Marvel point. at one point. You're right. But just like Spectrum or being able to like see and become different wavelengths of energy, almost like Neo in the Matrix, she looks at the world and she can see the wavelengths of energy. Mm-hmm. And her eyes glow blue. And then the powers kind of recede and she goes back to normal and... and she just wearing her same outfit. She goes running off towards Wanda's house. And, I was and just can like, I just That's say, amazing. yeah, go ahead. Looking really good. Yes. She looks real. She's, 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 she's beautiful. She, no, she, no. I, everybody's I, um, like, everybody on the internet is fawning over her. There's like, oh, that's my new wife. Oh, and I'm like, no, yes. She's, I really, really like her. She, it, she has a lot of charisma. She, like you said, she's beautiful. She's a good actor. She's, she's very just personable. A hero. Yeah. yeah, she. Yeah, I. I like her so much more than Captain Marvel. I kind of hope that she's gonna be the new Captain Marvel. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm serious. Like Brie Larson is great. I really loved her in Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and mm-hmm. I think that she's a she's a good actor too. There's just something about her character and the way that she portrayed it in Captain Marvel. I wasn't a big fan of. I didn't make a big deal about criticizing her because there was gonna be enough people doing that for the wrong reasons, right. but. I am glad that they're giving us kind of a better hero with similar powers that we can kind of get behind. And the thing is, there's going to be a bit of a void left behind with Captain America and Iron Man gone. And I'm liking this show and I'm liking Wanda and Vision a lot more than I thought I would, especially Vision. I feel like he's really coming into his character and you still have Thor kicking around in the universe and he his arc has been great. But I'm glad that they're starting to introduce new heroes that are just as fun. And we're going to get to another new character that was introduced this episode that I absolutely love. (laughs) Who I also Mm -hmm. think exudes a lot of charisma. But yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I love Monica Rambeau and I'm her number one fan right now. I think she's great. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you shoot to back near the edges of the hex, right, where all the circus shit was happening, you know, Vision wakes up and he sees Dr. Darcy and she's still bound, but she's chained up like she's supposed to like escape, like like a circus act. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's in character. She she thinks she's in the act. And he's like trying. He's like, I recognize you. We, we locked eyes, blah, blah, blah. He's, she's like, I'm Last not going to date you. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm not going to date you. Get away from me. <laughs> so both Kristen and I are both just zap her head. He eventually does. He distracts her and zaps her and she comes back too. And luckily she doesn't go crazy like the other people have, like his friend at work, because I think she just, she hasn't been in there that long. Right. And they already have a previous connection. Yeah, yeah. So she was able to kind of hold her own and, and stay sane. And she kind of catches him up on his life as they try to make their way back towards the center of town. And she's like, yeah, you died. And then you were brought back to life. Then you died again. And 
shit sucked. <laughs> but uh, I've been watching WandaVision for the past week. You guys, you guys really love, love each other. Love. Yeah. yeah, love is real, baby. Any consolation? <laughs> yeah, right. Now they're having a lot of trouble getting back into town. Now, why? I, again, I'm screaming at the TV. Vision, just pick up the car and go to the middle of the town. You can fly, dude. Right. Gr- grab Darcy and go. You know. But he, again, I think he's trapped in the mindset of the show because he's doing those monologues and things too. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that it's Wanda stopping him from getting to the center of town. And I was starting yeah. to think that in the beginning too. I think a little differently now. And that's because Monica Rambeau gets to Wanda's house. Wanda, yeah. you got to stop this. And she's like, you're going to send my brother? We didn't send him. You're lying. Shoots her Fuck ass. You. Yeah, right. Shoots her ass for energy, trying to launch her back out of the hex. But Monica's like, nah, son. Energy absorption. Boom. Superhero landing number two. <laughs> yeah. And and so she's like, look, I lost somebody too. And it's like the worst thing that could ever imagine happening to me. And here I am in my pain, but it's my truth. And you can see Wanda kind of like, okay, kind of starting to open up. But Agnes sees from next door and she's like, oh, no. And no, <laughs> she comes this out. Ain't this ain't happening. Agnes comes out. She's like, um, you've done enough. You need to go. And ushers and shoes Wanda back to her house. Her and Wanda are in her house talking and things just kind of seem off. There was a little scene where Agnes was watching the kids and Wiccan says, I like it here because there's no noise coming from you, Agnes. And I was like, ooh, you're quiet inside. Mental shielding. (laughs) So, And when Wanda's there, she can't see her kids. So she's like, hey, Agnes, where are the kids? She goes, oh, they're probably playing in the basement. And then Wanda goes down into the basement. Now, I noticed this immediately. I pointed this out to Kristen. Did you notice how the aspect ratio changed to outside of the hex, like the regular show, the real world, quote unquote, when Uh she went to the basement? Yeah. I watched those subtle shifts. She goes into this underground basement, and it's like stone, like a dungeon. There's like these vines everywhere, like uh, old kind of tree branch, gnarly vines. She goes into this- Yeah, she goes into this hexagonal room, and there's all these symbols, and there's this book with this orange, almost Doctor Strange-looking energy surrounding it, because it's like, you know, his color. And she busts through with uh, Senior Scratchy, her rabbit. (laughs) And she's like, you're not the only one who knows magic. And she, like, does a little flicker with purple energy and, like, closes the door behind them. And she's like, my name is Agatha Agatha Harkness. Harkness. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. And the funny thing is, like, if there were weren't any of these theories out there, everybody'd be like, "Who?" Right? Like normal normal non comic readers, like myself included. Like, if I hadn't have seen all these theories about Agatha Harkness being Agnes, I'd be like, mm. "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> yeah, I had done I'd some, never heard of her before. I had done some never. reading up on Wanda's kind of universe, and that's why I wasn't sure. I I had a, a side theory that she might be Agatha. But I wasn't sure if she was a bad guy or a good guy because in the comics, Agatha has been kind of both. Like, mm-hmm. she's helped the Fantastic Four fight off one of their greatest foes. She's raised and taught, you know, the ways of magic to Wanda Maximoff. She's watched over her kids. She's done different stuff, right? Right. But in this one, she either seems to be bad or she seems to be selfishly using Wanda for something. And it may have something to do with that book. I have an idea. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
Maybe mm-hmm. something, or with the multiverse. Speaking of which, I feel like that dungeon with all those weird doorways might be doorways into the multiverse. Maybe she even reached out and grabbed Pietro, because as soon as she says her name, I'm Agatha Harkness, she gets her own theme song, and it goes yeah. back through all the shows showing her pulling the strings. It was Agatha all, all along. along. <laughs> yeah, and I great. killed the dog, too. <laughs> right, and I killed Sparky, too. <laughs> that was so messed Yo, that up. That shit was funny. But it showed that she She's the one that sent Pietro. Yeah. So I'm wondering if she pulled him from another universe and she's controlling him or if he's not even real. Right. He could either be completely made up. But the fact, again, I'm not letting go of this. The fact that he's played by Evan Peters, I don't think is insignificant or a coincidence. I think that's very intentional. And I Mm -hmm. think it points to multiverse. So I'm hanging on to that. But is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Are they both just kind of, is she mind controlling him? Or is he is he broken out of it? Who knows? Is she working for someone else? Like right. I feel like there's gonna be there's another two party. Or three to this. more reveals. <laughs> there's gonna be two or three more big reveals. There's definitely another party to this. So it kind of closes with that. But there's a mid credit scene that some people didn't see because they didn't think to keep watching. But we did. Right. And Monica Rambeau goes and finds the basement, like the opening from the outside, like a like a cellar door. And she can actually see the purple energy going through the vines with her power. And then Evan Peters walks up, Pietro, and he's like, what do you say to her? He's like, Snooper's going to snoop. Snooper's going to snoop. (laughs) And so, which is is some henchman level shit. I'm like, what's he going to do to her? You know? Yeah. So So the the thing that I thought was funny, uh, when Wanda walked down to the basement and she saw that door leading out and it was kind of snowy, I was like, is that fucking Narnia? Over there. <laughs> That's immediately what I thought about. I was like, Mr. Tumnus, come through. Yeah. Or the White Queen, who also plays the Sorcerer Supreme in the original. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, same actress. That would be way too, way too much. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. That's silly. But, uh, no, the whole thing is getting really good. And we got two episodes left, right? So, I'm thinking... This next episode is probably going to be really exposition heavy. I think we're going to get the plot. I think we're going to get, you know, the reasons, the why behind. And I feel like episode nine, the last episode, is just going to be pew, pew, balls to the walls. Laser, laser, laser. Yeah. It's going to be Wanda versus Vision versus Agatha versus Pietro versus. Versus uh, Photon. Versus (laughs) versus the, the. person pulling the string uh, um uh, dr strange is going to show up mephisto right. um uh, toby mcguire toby mcguire <laughs> uh daredevil what, what's that what's that guy that wants to end all magic use he, uh baron mordo baron mordo is going to show up <laughs> like, it's right. going to be crazy love the actor that plays him by the way he's yeah He's one of my favorites. I hope he gets more work. I was hoping he would get a more prominent role in the MCU, but I thought he was really good as the villain slash assassin in the Firefly movie, Serenity. I never saw it. You never saw Have you seen Firefly? Nope. I need to loan that to you. It's a really good show. It is. Yeah, it's actually one I hear, it's I hear. It's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. So you gotta you gotta brush up on that portion of yeah, nerd yeah, culture yeah. for sure. All right, well, cool. So we're looking forward to episode eight next week, and we hope you all are as well. And, of course, we'll be here to talk about it because, uh, man, oh, man, this is yeah. exciting stuff. So, And I also don't think the kids are real. You don't? I, I still think they are just because they set up their powers and everything, and they have real comic book counterparts. But we'll see, I guess. We'll yeah. see. Well, let's get into it then. It's a video game podcast, so we do nerd and pop culture adjacent things. But just want to know, this week... What you playing, video game-wise? East 9, Monstrum Knox. 
I yeah. beat it. Yeah. So good. So now that you've beaten it, I mean, without diving into heavy spoilers, what do you think about the story overall? I think the story, most parts were handled better than eight. The ending of eight, I think, was better than the ending of nine. But the way that nine just kind of adds all the characters in and gives you their backstories and the way it all comes together, like at the 80% point of the game, Mm -hmm. it's just really good. Because I was legit like, I know something's going on. And it might have something to do with this, but when they actually dropped all the info that was going on, I was like, what? Oh, shit. Okay. So it was, I really enjoyed it, man. The gameplay, combat characters, the music especially. It was just, it was great. It was great. Another good soundtrack. Great. I love the soundtrack yeah. from 8. It was great. So Yeah. It took, it took me about 30 hours. So shorter than 8, okay. definitely. Because I think that was like 50 yeah. to 60. All in all, man, it, if you're a fan of action RPGs, it's really easy to jump into. Just because it has a nine in the title doesn't mean you have to play the previous eight. Mm-hmm. Because East came out actually in 1987, the first yeah. game on, mm-hmm. uh, I think, the Sega Master System. And they've just been coming out ever since. So this game is can be a fresh starting point. There are some payoffs if you have played previous games, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily need to at all. So yeah. definitely pick it up. And pick it up before this first print run goes out, because after that, it's going to get expensive and hard to find. I yeah, guess. and then you're only going to be able to get the digital version. So if you like physical especially, I would definitely grab it now. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, next next on my list is Persona 5 Strikers. Cannot wait. The 23rd. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping to play mine, like I said, on Monday if it arrives quick enough. So we'll see how that goes. But if it doesn't arrive, like if they're trying to like make sure it's not delivered until the release date, then... I have to put that off, but I'm looking forward to it too. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, this week for this week's episode of Brawlers, I played a classic, Final Fight. Hey. Bust out the Capcom Beat 'Em Up Collection, which I kind of wish I hadn't bought because they released the Capcom Arcade Collection, and it seems like it's a better port job. And I'll explain why here in a few when we talk about that separately. But Final Fight, you know, it's a classic arcade beat 'em up. I was able to get through the whole thing in a single episode. Hagar is still my, definitely my favorite character. Best right. thing about that game is grabbing somebody and then jumping, because then you can do a flying pile driver with somebody, mm-hmm. which just is always satisfying. It's crazy how hard that game gets after the first level. There are some arcade games that have an algorithm where if you finish a level with a certain amount of life, it ups the difficulty to try to take your quarters. And if they do a perfect arcade port... Then you deal with that throughout the game. So the first level I get through just fine. And then every other level after that, I'm dying like every three hits. (laughs) So (laughs) the game was like, okay, you're too good at this. We're going to ramp up the difficulty and take your money. And, you know, luckily I came with infinite quarters. But uh, it doesn't feel good to get your ass kicked over and over and over again. (laughs) So still good times, though. Definitely funner games to play with a buddy. But uh, just going back and exploring them and having fun with them. I, I love that. So we'll, we'll see what I get into this Monday. If it's not Persona 5, maybe another classic beat-em-up. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, got Maneater on PS Plus for the so PS5. Man-eater. Whoa, here she comes. <laughs> Watch out, boy. She'll chew you, chew up. you up. And actually, the shark <laughs> is a female in the game. So Oh, that's funny. That's, that's accurate. Yeah, she is. But yeah, I played through the whole thing and platinum it. Got 100%. And nice. it's fun. I think I was able to 100% it in about 20 hours, maybe less. No, okay. So it's not like a super long game. So eventually when you get your PS5, if you want to bust that out for a weekend or whatever, I think you'd be able to get through it pretty easily. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, I have it on PS4. I just, it didn't keep my interest. 
Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's paced a little poorly in the beginning, but once you get going with the powers, also the PS5 version gives you a tiger skin, a tiger shark skin that actually immediately increases the amount of materials and supplies you get when you eat fish. Cause there's different currency in the game for leveling up. There's protein, fat elements, and I think like radiation or DNA or like something mutagens Mm -hmm. And each different fish, usually carnivorous fish, will give you the protein and elements might come from like turtles and stuff like that. Fats from like, you know, big fatty fish. And when you're kind of leveling up your shark from baby to, you know, like teen to adult to whatever, you Mm. can augment three different styles of skins. There's like bone shark, there's shadow, and there's like bioluminescent or bioelectricity. And they all have different uses. But if you're leveling up those a little faster, which you can do if you're wearing tiger shark skin, it moves the game along a little faster. And I think that helps the pacing. I think that's part of the issue. So I had a lot of fun just going around. Plus, if you level up your sonar early, you can find all the collectibles really easy, and they also help you level up really fast. So just going around and leveling up and going through, like, the the different bounty hunters and defeating them to get different equipables, I guess, that that helped me move me through. And there's a lot of references to other games and pop culture and stuff that's pretty funny in the game, and I enjoyed Chris Parnell's commentary. So, (laughs) yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Dope. So, a couple of things were announced during the Nintendo Direct that I played this week. So, I'll talk about them when we get to them. When we talk about the Direct later, I'll leave them out for now. But for my mainstream, I played Bowser's Fury because I just got Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury this week. I actually finished the main story of Bowser's Fury because it only takes about three and a half to four hours. And then you can keep playing if you want to get the rest of the cat. I think you can finish the story getting half of the cat shines and the other half is like in the post game. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to continue playing that. It's super charming. It's fun from start to finish. I really, really, really love it. And I had such a good time with it. It gave me Odyssey vibes a bit because of all the moves that Mario could do and the fact that it's like a a 3D world you can explore. Plessy, that dinosaur that you got from like the downhill river levels in the original Uh game, you can use her to pretty much go all over the different islands, even like skate across the grass and stuff like that. Like I used her to clear out trees in an area because anything she smacks into, it just dies or disappears or gets destroyed. Um, that's dope and Plessy's used a little bit in the very ending of the game in a a way that I thought was hilarious and I don't want to spoil it for those who get a chance to play and beat it because it's really funny but yeah I had a great time with it and I would recommend it for any Nintendo or Mario fan like I haven't really gone on with or beat too many of the 3D Mario games aside from Odyssey but I really enjoyed this so me either Cool, cool. I went back to Captain Toad to finish Chapter 2. It also had 18 levels, just like Chapter 1 had, and now I'm on the Chapter 3, so that game just continues to keep giving. Yay. Lost in Vivo, I finished that for Friday Night Frights this week, so I was able to finish it in four episodes. I got the good ending, but it just kind of ended suddenly. I felt like I didn't do anything like major or difficult to get there. But again, there mm-hmm. were a lot of interesting parts and scares along the way. And I did really enjoy my time with it. So while it didn't really end with a bang or a big flourish, I would still recommend it to people, if anything, just for something different. Like, I can't really compare it directly to any other horror game I've played. And I think that's that's good praise. So, good. so aside from the ones that I played that were related to the Direct, that is it. I think we should probably get into gaming news. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. 
one thing that I failed to mention last week because we were just so excited. There was so much stuff going on and, and mm-hmm. so much to talk about. And there's a lot of talk about this week, to be honest. But uh, news last week that we had glossed over, Google has actually stopped developing games for Stadia. Now, oh, no. <laughs> that doesn't, <laughs> I know, that doesn't mean that they're not, they're cutting down the platform and then to stop releasing games because if other people offer up games for the platform, then they'll, they'll host them. But I feel like it is signaling the end. Have you noticed that Google tries to do other things? Like they tried to imitate Facebook with, what was it called, Google Plus or whatever? Yeah. And they just don't want to put in the effort or the money to make something work. Like same thing with like YouTube, YouTube Red or whatever. They did YouTube shows. Yeah. And Cobra Kai came from YouTube Red. But Netflix got it because they didn't want to put the money into it. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just like, even Amazon figured out how to make its platform viable. You know what I mean? Like, people actually want to watch shows on it. And it's just like, Google keeps trying streaming and video gaming and social media, and it keeps not wanting to put in... Like, it has so much money. It's got dump trucks of money. Mm -hmm. But just, when it gets into it, it's like, oh, we don't want to put that much money into it, though. And I'm like, well, how do you expect this shit to to compete? Yeah. So I feel like eventually Stadia is going to go under. No one's really supporting it. Google doesn't seem to want to meet developers halfway or offer them any kind of incentive or money in order to yeah. host. And I've it, never it doesn't heard anyone me. say, anyone say, oh, I play this new game on Stadia. Right. Never heard it. And you never will hear it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so if anybody's out there eyeballing Stadia, I would hang back. I mean, if another company that's a little bit more reliable and wants to put more effort into it tries it, maybe, but not Google. They're, they are not yeah. trustworthy when it comes to launching new shit. Just saying. Yeah, Google Glass, Google VR, all that shit. Yeah. Just they can't hang. Yeah. Dropped it. And that was actually the excuse they gave. They're like, there's a significant amount of money of resources put into game development that we can't sustain. And I'm like, all right, well. Bye. Bye. <laughs> exactly. Uh, other news: the Mortal Kombat movie trailer dropped. Who boy? Let me ask you. I I have opinions and thoughts and feelings and things. What what what, what do you think overall? Uh, overall, it looks amazing. I'm not gonna say it's gonna like revolutionize video game movies uh-huh. at all, but it is gonna be a fun watch. It might just be a popcorn flick. That's okay. Uh-huh. That's all I need. I mean, it's more combat. Uh, but yeah, the only thing that I'm worried about is the introduction of Cole, the new character with oh. the Mortal Kombat uh, tattoo or okay. branding is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I don't know. I just feel like they're using him as a way for the audience to get connected with the characters. But we don't really need that. We've been with these characters for 30 years or so. So you're thinking they're going to so. use, use him as like a fish out of water character to introduce the world in a lazy way? Yep. That's exactly what they're going to do. That's fair. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, the action looks great. The effects look cool. When they when they showed Goro, this is what I was talking about when I was telling you earlier. I, I saw Goro. I said, Goro! <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, cover my mouth, and Vicky's just looking at me like, oh, my God. Yeah. Such Goro did look sick. Nerd. Yeah. yeah. Much better than the uh, 90s Goro with that long torso. It always threw me off. Yeah, I actually like, I loved him anyways. It's yeah. a great source of <laughs> he looked like a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, oh man, but yeah, yeah it I, looks fucking awesome. It does. It looks great. I I love the actor, the Japanese actor that plays Scorpion. By the way, he was in The Last Samurai, and he was also in he was uh, the Wolverine. Guy, yeah. 
He was in the Wolverine mm. too, and um, see, once you start saying stuff that he was in, I remember his face and him being yeah. these things. So yeah, yeah, I, I really like him. He's badass. I love him. So I'm glad that he's getting more work. And the only thing, and this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it gives me cause for concern and had me thinking about kind of a lack of a certain type of movie we've been getting lately. So mm. the original Mortal Kombat I thought was really cool because it focused a lot on the martial arts. Mm. And when the magic shit came in, it usually ended a fight, right? Like, right. you're not going to just straight up fight Sub-Zero and that be it. As soon as he pulls out his ice, like, you got to do something. And that usually right. ended the fight because he'd have to, like, revert the ice back to him or something like that, right? Or with, mm. with Scorpion, he had to basically cut off his, like, get over here spear in order to fight him direct. Yep. Um, but with this one, it seems like they're much more focused on the powers being integrated into the fighting. So it feels more like a superhero film than a martial arts film. Right. It, just from the trailer. And that's okay. But then I realized we haven't been getting a whole lot of good martial arts films lately. Like the last one that I can remember really enjoying would either be John Wick 3. And again, most of the martial arts felt like it was in the beginning. And I mean, there, it was throughout, but like there was a lot of other stuff intercut. Mm-hmm. Or another pure martial arts film I can think of that we watched, The Raid 2. Yeah. Uh, which is one of my favorite. The Raid 2 is fucking fantastic. If you're a martial arts film fan and you haven't seen the raid 2 get your ass out there and watch it right now but i was kind of hoping that we would get more martial arts in this too because that's kind of the basis it's a fighting tournament you know right so hopefully that we're still going to get a lot of really cool fight scenes we're going to get a lot of cool fight choreography it's going to be well shot not shot like taken three where everything is like cut super fast because Mm -hmm. everybody's like 50 years old (laughs) you know what i mean yeah, exactly. Cuts per action scene. Exactly. <laughs> I want it to be competently shot, like the raid. I want it to be pulled back, and I want you know some love and reference to be given to the fighting styles of the different characters. And if you want to throw some superhero shit in there, cool, man. I'm I'm for it. I mean, that's that's part of it too. That's that's in the spirit of Mortal Kombat. So that's all, that's all I gotta say. And I didn't hear yeah. a whole lot of music. The other thing that I thought was really cool about Mortal Kombat was just the fight music. The, the, the techno EDM bullshit that they had in the original movie. Like, I know it's uh-huh. kind of camp and cheesy, but I want that. I want it so bad. Yeah, so I listen, hope that they don't uh, skip on that. If you listen closely in the trailer, you can actually hear the... Dun, 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 but it's like an orchestral version. I know, I know. That's of that. It, yeah, I want I want the EDM, though. I want the... He said, I want the... Oh, okay, so you heard it, but you want the... Mortal Kombat! Johnny Cage. <laughs> Kano look cool. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, actually I did used like his eye laser. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Reptile was in there. I did not like Reptile's look. <laughs> oh, you didn't? Uh, I don't remember I've seen him. I, uh, I was so focused on how badass Scorpion looked. And then, oh my God, Sub-Zero and Jax, that opening yeah. scene. That's oh, why I thought man. you were like, oh, because when I saw that, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was really cool. Yeah, that was awesome. And, so. Uh, then the last thing I'll say about it is I wasn't a huge fan of Scorpion's delivery of the get over here line. but It was a little I flaccid. Can, I'll agree with you like, on that. It was like, get, get over here. Get over here. <laughs> like, you could have just put the, the sound clip in there. Come on. I would not have been mad about that. I, I, right. they're, they're trying to be a little bit more serious, which, I mean, you know, whatever. It's fine. But if there was one thing you were going to do and to not be serious about, just put in the sound clip. Get yeah. over here. Get over here. All oh, right. I love it. Well, before we get into this Nintendo Direct, there was this crazy story that I wanted to um, address that I saw this week. It's one of those, I destroyed my 
husband slash boyfriend's video games because he because because he loves them more than me type stories. But this one, Ooh. this one kind of divides it a little bit. Uh, you might be surprised which side you're on. Maybe you won't be surprised depending on the context. But mm-hmm. so uh, the story kind of broke on Reddit and a lot of people were applauding the wife for what happened here. OK, here we go. Here, This is her quote. My husband and I have a nine-year-old who recently became wheelchair-bound, she said. It's been oh, difficult, fuck. and we're doing our best to adapt to this situation. My husband and I take turns in caring for our son. We wanted to hire a carer, but they're expensive, and our financial issues haven't worked out yet. Welcome to America. Mm-hmm. I was glad when my husband said he arranged to stay home with our son while I go to work, and then I do the same when he's working. He was also able to get another position at the company where he's required to work fewer hours and be home early. My husband is a gamer. He can't stay without playing at least three times a week, and I don't mind seeing it if it's his way to cool off and get some time away from stress, right? Right. Yesterday, he was home the entire morning. I had to work until 3 p.m. I made food and put it in the fridge, gave my son his tablet, told my husband to do what he normally does, take care of our son while I'm gone. He said, okay. At 2 p.m., I got a text from my son telling me he needed me because his dad has been in his room playing Xbox and only made him breakfast. I couldn't wait until 3 p.m. I went home immediately. I got into an argument with my husband after my son told me he wet himself and his dad didn't take care of it. I yelled at him after I saw that he was in the middle of playing a game on his Xbox. My husband said I shouldn't yell and he was going to take care of it, but I'm just just looking for an excuse to lash out. I couldn't believe he only fed him breakfast and that's it. I unplugged the Xbox and got it out of the house. My husband threw a hissy fit saying I overreacted massively and that he's too stressed out and exhausted. He admitted his mistake, but blamed me for doing this to his Xbox. I took my son and went over to my sister's house. He spoke to my sister later and told her it was a one-time thing and I was being too harsh and that he's a human who forgets too. Hmm. Yikes. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> so, yeah, what are what are your thoughts about the situation? Basically to sum it up, man plays Xbox while his son wets himself and and doesn't get to eat lunch. Woman finds him playing Xbox, throws the Xbox out of the house and goes to his sister's. I'm going to my <laughs> sister's. <laughs> Fine, go to your sisters. I'm going uh, to my. I'm fucking taking my kids, and I'm going to my sisters. Okay. Fine, I don't like her anyway. <laughs> so yeah, what do you, what do you think? Oh boy, first off, the dad was wrong. Totes. I mean, yeah, he yeah. he he made his mistake, and I can kind of see. No, I can definitely see. Sometimes we do forget. Like sometimes we're just so entrenched in what we're doing that we forget about all the other stuff going on outside outside mm-hmm. of whatever we're doing especially when you're playing a video game Mm -hmm. now this situation is different because your son is in a wheelchair and he literally cannot take care of himself Mm -hmm. so uh, i'm gonna have to i'm not on i'm like split down the middle because one take care of your kid two don't throw my shit out Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean i'm I'm not going to say it was healthy for her to destroy his shit because she was mad, but I'm also not going to side with him at all in this instance. I'm actually mm-hmm. fucking pissed at this dude. I mean, I love my son and I I mean, he's only 5 now, so this is a few years off from him being 9, but if mm-hmm. if he was in a wheelchair and I knew that he couldn't get to the bathroom to himself, I wouldn't be 
far away enough to where he, I wouldn't be within earshot of him, right. let alone be in the same room with him if I could be, right? Yeah. And I would definitely put down the fucking controller and feed him and uh, at the very least get his ass to a bathroom. Now, if the son was like, say Ben was hungry and he didn't tell me he was hungry and I forgot to feed him because maybe I didn't eat lunch either. And then right. he mentions it after the fact. That's one thing. But for him to be like, dad, I have to go to the bathroom. Like clearly the son had tried to communicate with his dad. I refuse to believe the son just sat there and the pissed son himself. Just sat there and pissed him. Yeah. Yeah. And so fuck that dude. Seriously. Yeah. Like I love video games so much, but I would set every one of them on fire if it meant sparing my son that kind of embarrassment and trauma. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like, said, the fact the fact of him being in a wheelchair like completely just that's not is not good on the father's side at all. Yeah, and like I, you said, you need to be close enough to hear or take care of him if he needs something. Like in calling it a mistake, dad. you know what I mean? Calling it a mistake? Are you fucking stupid? Yeah. Uh, how long have you been dadding? Nine years, and you don't know how to take care of your kid? That's not a mistake. You set it up to where. I mean, I again, either you willfully ignored your son or you set it up to where you couldn't hear him and you thought that was a good idea. That just mm -hmm. means you're an, you're an idiot. Like, I, I don't care. That's not a mistake. A mistake is like, oh, I, I tripped over and I stepped on his toy and I crushed it. Whoops. Uh, sorry, man. I'll try to fix it or buy a new one. A mistake is, you know, I got really busy and I forgot that I was supposed to go pick you up at three and I'm like 10 minutes late. You know what I mean? Like, you texted me mm -hmm. like, oh, crap. Okay, I'm on my way. You know, that's a mistake. But like... Yeah dude <laughs> so yeah that's it's it's all bad it's all yeah bad. it's not i read that at all and i was <laughs> like bro so but everybody on reddit's on her side they're like every, i mean you know reddit that's mostly gamers anyways but they're all like yes throw dunk his xbox on the driveway as hard as you can and go to your yeah. sisters <laughs> yeah and now now that we've gotten all the information out it is kind of like yeah if this xbox is keeping you from taking our son to the bathroom <laughs> Bro. <laughs> and the weird thing is, she said that she never had any problems with it before. So, again, I don't know. He said he was tired and he was stressed out or whatever. I get that. But even more, like, when I know that I'm not at 100%, A, I communicate it with my wife. You know, I'm like, hey, babe, I'm at 80%. Can you cover that extra 20? You know what I mean? Mm. But secondly, I make sure to offset that. Like, if I'm not 100%, then he's in the room with me or I'm in the room with him. Right. Right. Or I am, I'm setting timers. Like I'm doing something to offset the fact that I know that I'm already loopy. This man set no such things in place. He just fucked off to his room somewhere where he couldn't hear or be distracted by anything, including his son in a wheelchair. Yeah. So yeah, don't, Boo. I don't like it. Boo. Boo, Boo man. Boo daddy. <laughs> Boo daddy. Boo daddy. Boo daddy. Boo daddy.com. Oh man. Fire that domain quick. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of disappointment and hard feelings, I mean, from what I've been reading on Nintendo groups this week, the Nintendo Direct, right. let me just stop and say that overall, I was cool with the Direct. I have some criticisms here and there, but overall, I'm happy to get one. And even if it's retroactive, I decided that I would temper my expectations a little bit or go easy on Nintendo because COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Shit's tougher right now. And the fact that they're even, you know, it's been almost two years since the last Direct. There could be more things to come, you know, in the coming months. Who knows how they're spacing out their news. Mm 
yeah, yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty and all that. So I'm trying to get ahead of that and being like, hey, this is we got a big dump of news. I think it's great. But overall, before we get into the details of the direct, what were your thoughts? I mean, uh, it was a good direct, bad direct, disappointed, happy. It was meh because yeah. when yeah. the most the thing I'm most excited about is three games that I've already played coming to your console. <laughs> ports, Woo, ports. Yeah. I'm most excited about ports. Not a good look. Yeah. Let's see. Dun- I mean, Donkey video game Donkey. His video was spot on. Oh yeah, he ripped it apart. Yeah, because yeah. everything that he was suggesting they put in there, I was like, oh yeah, that would have been really dope. Mm-hmm. Like every every idea he had, <laughs> it was <Yeah>. like <laughs> Super Metroid getting remade. Oh, here's a trailer for uh, Metroid. Metroid Prime 4. And Bayonetta 3. Here's a, yeah, Bayo 3. Bayo 3. Now, here's something I can play. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that when yeah. we were we were watching the Direct that I was so many seconds ahead of you. So every time yeah. the new trailer started, I would tease you and be like, oh, Bayo 3. And you'd be like, what? I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah. It's not that kind of Direct. Uh, it was fun. Well, let's let's quickly go through the list of what was announced and we'll stop if something's notable, the very first thing that was shown, and I immediately knew it was a Smash trailer because it was like not representative actual gameplay, which is what they always do. But right. they showed Rex looking for Pyra and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And then Pyra! you come to find out Pyra's in Smash. Yeah. Oh my God. And like, it's a long ass trailer too. Rex is looking everywhere for Pyra. Oh yeah. And they're all like, <laughs> we don't know. He's going oh. to like all the anime girls that are wearing skimpy clothing. Cause yeah. which for all the, the fuss he made about not putting my in the game from King of Fighters. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they got Terry and he was like, well, you know, it's a game for good little boys and girls or some shit like that. I'm like, Pyra, all you did was make some of the skin that she reveals under like a veil of like (laughs) see-through material. And I was like, okay. also a Nintendo property. So yeah, it's just, (laughs) shut up guys. Yeah, that game is so horny. Like, that game is rated teen, but oh my god. It is just like Jessica Rabbit Pokemon. So anyways, but yeah, not only Pyra, but Mithra. The way the character is designed, it looks like with the push of a button, a la, like, if you look at Melee, how you could switch between Sheik and Zelda. It looks like Mm -hmm. you can do something similar to switch between Pyra and Mithra. So, I'm into it. People are complaining about it being another anime sword fighter, but I'm like, you know, if you do the math... There's still more anthropomorphic animals in Smash than anything else. And, you know, there are three fighting types. There's shooters, there's brawlers, and there's sword fighters. So, right. yeah. I think that she's the Another 17th. Sword yeah, out of like 80-something yeah. characters. Calm down. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. So, But uh, we did just get an anime swordsman reveal. Yeah. Zephyros, but so these, these like are swords game. women. Not even a swords ah, woman. Yes. A swords That's women. True. So... Yes. And she's got fire powers. She's got that fire. Yeah, so I'm into it. I always like new Smash characters. It's coming out next month, so we'll probably get one of those uh, Sakurai demo videos that I love to watch. That'll be lots of fun. And maybe he'll do some new Amiibo announcements during that next month. We can hear about more Amiibos coming. Of course, we got Terry, Byleth, and Banjo-Kazooie Amiibos launching next month as well. So... Cool. Oh, yeah. Next thing that was announced. Well, this was more towards the end, but this is the next thing in my list. So I'm just going to talk about it now. The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. $60. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I told you. So 10 years ago, 10 years ago, Skyward Sword came out on the Wii for 50 bucks, and it included a Wii controller, a special edition controller. $50. Yeah. 
Okay. No, no. I think I think the special edition Wii controller pack was like seventy bucks, if I recall. Okay. So the original game was fifty, and then for twenty more you could get the special edition controller. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, ten years later. The game by itself is $60, so $10 more than it was 10 years ago. And they are releasing Skyward Sword-themed Joy-Cons for $80. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about that paper, baby. Yeah. I told you. I told you when we talked about it a couple weeks ago. They're going to release these games individually. Yeah, you did. You called it. Do you think if Iwata was still president and Reggie Reggie Filzamay was still there that, like... It, it, things would be going the way they're going because I feel like Nintendo is getting a little bit. I mean, they were always bad with their pricing, and it's not like they have any reason not to be. People still buy their shit, but like, right? I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they're offering less for more lately. Is it? Is it just me? I mean, yeah, but you also, and this will sound like me trying to defend Nintendo, which I don't. I mean, really give care. me a devil's advocate argument, it, whether you believe it, it or not. It, yeah, it's kind of like they still have to put the resources into reporting. Or HDing up the game. I have no idea the process behind this. Like, I don't know how long it takes. I don't know how many people it takes to work on it. So I can't speak to it if they're like offering less for more. Like we're getting a prettier version. Are we getting more mechanics? Are we getting just a straight up port a la Super Mario 3D All-Stars? Like well, I don't know. Think about it like this. Super Mario 3D All-Stars was three games. One That's of them true. was a GameCube game, which is not that far off from a Wii game. And one of them was an actual Wii game plus an N64 game. And all of them were HD'd up. And that was $60. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I rest my case. (laughs) (laughs) I just, right there, man. You know? Like, I don't know. I mean. I'm not going to buy it for $60. I'm not going to buy it at all. No, no. (laughs) And and the beautiful thing is you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're a normie. One of those normies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, I told you, man. What's next is uh, Twilight Princess HD for Switch, HD two, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Since we already maybe. had HD Wind Waker. The funny part about that reveal is that the was is he the creator of Zelda or is he just the like creative director? Oh, I don't know. I know you're talking about the guy that announced it. I don't know. Yeah, the guy that shows up, he's like, I know when you saw me, you thought I was going to have some information about Breath of the Wild, too. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't. But I'm... here's a trailer for this old Wii game. <laughs> I remember when we were watching that, he was like, but we don't. And I was like, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. Like, why even show us Breath of the Wild 2 anything so far removed yeah. from its release date or having anything done for it? Well, again, COVID. Like, yeah, COVID, man. I know. I, I feel like it would be already be out by now if it wasn't that. for COVID. Yeah. yeah, I, I'm gonna cut them some slack. Him showing up and being like, "Hi, I'm the creator of Zelda," and I'm like, "You, you, you motherfucker, stop it! You stop! Right. Just launch straight into the trailer. I don't want to see your fucking exactly. face. You yeah, know, what don't show me like, your face because when you show me your face, that makes me think something big is gonna happen. Right. And then, and then, and then you be like, "Hey, I know when you see my face, you think something big's gonna happen, but it's not." So it was an HD remaster of one of the least liked Zelda games. There you go. <laughs> now you. we don't Baby. force the motion controls on you. So that's cool, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, it was crazy. It was super funny, though. Moving on. It's like meme worthy. <laughs> it is meme worthy. And I'm sure it has been meme to death. So mm-hmm. uh, Splatoon 3 was announced for 2022. And was I the only one? I feel like I wasn't. Because I think we were talking about this while it was happening. 
I when the trailer started, it was showing like character customization, and you were out in this like desert wasteland. I thought mm-hmm. it was like a Splatoon RPG or a Splatoon spinoff. I sure did. And yep. I was so excited. I was like, yes, I finally get to get into this universe. And then when they showed the gameplay, it looked like it was just multiplayer again, like before. Yeah. yeah. So do you think there is going to be a single player component and they're just kind of low keying it? Or do you think that that big old trailer of all the stuff in it before the gameplay was just fluff? I would certainly hope so, because I do think that it lends itself to at least a platformer. Yeah, there's so much lore. You know what I mean? You know? You know? Yeah. And I haven't personally played Splatoon at all. I've seen gameplay, but it looks like it would be a really fun platformer slash like just adventure. Yeah. So I would buy that for sure. I would play that. So I don't know. We'll we'll keep our eyes on that. But for fans that are already love Splatoon for the multiplayer, you got more. Congratulations, yeah. 2022. Yay. There you go. Hope they change something. <laughs> and then we got a trailer for Mario Golf Super Rush oh, yeah. coming out in June. I am excited about this. I love uh-huh. me some some golf games. Speed golf. Oh yeah, no, that was the best part. So they wait. showed like regular golf, and they were getting into the minutia about oh, you can zoom out and look at the, the slope of the. You, you can do golf things and golf clap, and and then they did. They said speed golf, and then you see yeah. you see a bunch of people playing golf at the same time, like running in the through the field and hitting their ball as fast as they can, and then like they were doing like different speed tactics and. Somebody was gliding. Somebody was like flying. And I was like, what is happening? Mario got a star and he was running faster than everybody else. It was like this crazy, stupid, like golf as fast as you can while everybody else is trying to do the same thing. Get to the hole first, like race. Mm -hmm. And I, I love it. It looks so awesome. It looks so stupid. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I hope they release an Amiibo for it. That'd be kind of cool. I figured like if they were though, they would announce it by now, but Mario golf Amiibo would be kind of neat. Yeah, so you know, they step on their own feet by not releasing Amiibo for yeah. any of their first-party titles. Really, because it's a license to print money. It really is, especially for yeah. me. I'll buy it up. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. there. I got the whole collection now, so I'm gonna keep going. Keep, keep this yep. train going. Like Mario in a polo and some <laughs> striped yeah. pants. Come on. Yeah, some yeah, man. Pants. Yeah. yeah, highlight the Mario booty. Let's, let's see it. Yeah. So I got, I got a whole book about you know things I learned from his butt. Right? So learn some more. <laughs> Anyways, so news from Square Enix that I'm really excited about. The second title in what they're calling their 2D HD series, which started with Octopath Traveler, they announced a tentatively titled Project Triangle Strategy, which is the dumbest name I've ever heard. But (laughs) the game looks really cool. It's in the same exact art style as Octopath Traveler, but it looks to be a strategy or tactic style RPG, a la... Final Fantasy Tactics or Fire Emblem. Mm -hmm. And the demo shadow dropped the same day as the uh, actual Direct, and I got the chance to play it. And it's one of the things I talked about I played this week that I was going to save for the Direct discussion. So I know that these aren't your type of games, so I'll try not to bore you with it, but I think you may be into it, and I'll explain why. The game is broken up by story elements, and the writing is actually really good, and so is the voice acting, and they did a really good job of explaining the world. There's three major areas. They both control a major resource. There's Glenbrook, which is on a river, and so they control like a water source. There is Ace Frost, I think it's called, but it's kind of an iron mining town. And then there's mm-hmm. a third area that controls like all the salt, like uh, which you know is oh. essential for spices and preservation, different stuff like that. Meat. And because of these three major kingdoms controlling those resources, there erupted inevitably a huge war that they called the Salt Iron War. 
and that you know raged on until the leaders from the areas negotiated a truce or a peace and the game opens up and they said that they're starting you in the middle and they're ramping up the difficulty of the battle so you can kind of see what the game is all about give you a better vertical slice yeah. so when you when you see what's happening Glenbrook is being attacked by Ice Frost. So the river people are being attacked by the iron people. And immediately they kill one of the princes. Another prince escapes and you fight a battle to try to help him get out. And I'm immediately invested. And I'm like, whoa, this is okay. Let's go. <laughs> and <laughs> what's cool is you get to explore battlefields and talk to people and collect information. And this plays into the triangle thing. There's these kind of three responses you can give to most things to kind of be, you know, emotional or aggressive or self-preserving or diplomatic, different stuff like that. And depending mm -hmm. on how you answer, different people end up wanting to join you. You'll get different scenarios, right? Mm -hmm. And as you explore the battlefield or the area you're going to fight, you can find items and learn information that might be used to sway your, your course later on. And then you do the actual battles. The actual battles do play out like most strategy RPGs, but a la Final Fantasy X, along the bottom right of the screen, you can see the turn order of each person, and it's just one continuous turn. So it could be like Ooh. three of your people, then two of theirs, then one of yours, then three of theirs. Like you get to see who's going next, right? We like and plan, Yeah, plan accordingly. You level up on the spot and get new abilities like while you're in the same battle, which is cool. So if you level oh, up, nice. you can immediately use a new, a new ability that you got. I don't know if you ever played... Have you ever played Octop Octopath Traveler? I played it for just a little bit. Just do, a little bit. Do you remember how you would gain points, like these little kind of like points of light that allow you to either attack more times or do like more complicated moves? Uh-huh. They have a similar system in this. So some moves... There's no MP, but some moves will, ca will cost either one point or two points, maybe even up to three points I've seen. And you have like this little points gathering system. Every round you get a new point. So if okay. you use a move that costs one point, you'll just be back to that same kind of level the next time you get a turn. But if you use a just a regular attack or you defend, you'll accrue points that you can use to make like a bigger attack. And they're even in one of the scenarios I played the demo through, because I played through a couple times, I got a character that could literally gift points to other characters. So that was kind of cool. Okay. So it sounds like they're taking the idea of defaulting from Bravely Default. Yes. In this game. That's another way to describe it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So good stuff. And there was a lot of cutscenes in between the first battle and the second battle, almost too many. They were interesting, but if I had feedback for the demo and they're going to be doing a, I, I heard like a survey, that's one of the things I would give. It's just too much story in between battles. Let, let me do some more fights. But another mm -hmm. cool thing is before the second battle, depending on which path you take, you have a major decision to either protect this prince or give him up to the invading army to protect your own province. And you can see how your party is going to vote. And then you can go out in town and gather information. And then you can try to sway people. And then you use what they call the scales of justice or scales of determination. I can't remember what they're called, but it's basically everybody voting. So you can go and talk to them and sway them this way or that. And then however the party, and you get a vote too as the main character, but oh, however okay. the entire party votes, that's what's going to happen. So even if you vote to protect oh. the prince, if you didn't sway enough people or get enough information to sway people, then you may have to give the prince up. And that's just the way it is. That's actually pretty cool. It's amazing. I, I Legit, love the system. like democracy in your game. No, yeah, no. control. It is. It is. And it's really cool. And I went through the demo and I did both ways and it drastically changes like the other houses, how they treat you and how the story goes. 
and and where the next battle takes place and which characters hear about your deeds and your morals and decide they want to join you. It's okay. awesome. And it adds an immense amount of replay value to the game. So I am sold. I'm on board. This is a day one for me. Even if they don't change that stupid-ass name, I'm here for it. <laughs> so that's that's my time with Project Triangle Strategy. Stupid name. <laughs> Triangle Strategy. <laughs> no, that's funny. So uh, not all of the announcements were great. We got an announcement for Star Wars Hunters, a new free-to-play squad-based online multiplayer mobile bullshit whatever. Um, I thought you were reading an actual description. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It that's what it is. Like yeah. I saw the art style for it because they show like when they saw like lightsaber stuff. I was like, oh, Star Wars. But then I, I looked closer at the art style and I was like, this yeah, is going to be a free to play like yeah. some Warcraft type stuff. It looks stupid. Yeah. yeah. And so that's not that Warcraft is stupid. Yeah. Is don't saying. don't at us or if you're going to add right. us at Gamer Goodies more. So. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, if if you're into the, that type of thing. Cool. I'm not. Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout. So Fall Guys is coming to Switch uh, this summer. So yay, Fall Guys. People like that. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity Expansion Pass. $20 Expansion Pass was announced. I'm very happy about that. I got a chance to look at the details because they flashed it across the screen, right? (laughs) New characters, new scenarios, new weapons, new fighting styles, new everything pretty much that you you would want. So they they didn't get into specifics, but... I love that game and $20 for new characters and stuff, even sight unseen. I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. It's nice when you get extra stuff for games that you actually want to play. Yeah. That doesn't just seem like money grubbing. Yeah. Yeah. No, like um, it was a definitely a full complete game as released. It definitely didn't have as much extra side content as the original Hyrule Warriors did, but I would argue the original Hyrule Warriors had too much. And by that, I mean I'm 500 hours in on the original game and still haven't completed it. So you be the judge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, whereas 80 hours and I completed Age of Calamity. And I think that's that's good. 80 to 100? Cool. I'm good with that. It's fine. All right. So at that point, you want to do more DLC? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Now, one thing you were really excited about had to do with some ninjas, yes. Yes. if you recall. So Ninja Guys Sigma, Sigma 2, and 3 Razor's Edge are all the coming to The Master Collection. Yes. 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 I'm so hyped. And I actually, they released a trailer for the PS4 version as well, so uh-huh. that's what I will be getting it on. I can't wait to replay Ninja Gaiden 3 because I played the original release, which was just Ninja Gaiden 3, and they just cut out so much stuff. They cut out, you could only do one type of ninjutsu. Mm-hmm. It was bad. That was the main thing for me, yeah. Because yeah. in the in two, in two 1 and 2, you had like electricity, fire, wind. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there was a fourth element in there. But in 3, it was literally just fire, and that's all you could do. I was like, right. come on, guys. Come on, guys. Now, they did add the steel and bone mechanic where when you would hit an enemy and it felt like you, you could feel yourself grinding through them. That uh-huh. part was cool. But yeah. other than that, Ninja Guys 3 was doo-doo. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm ready to play through Razor's Edge. This was my the thing I was most excited about because I, you know, I'm always talking about these companies, they have all these games at their disposal that they can mm. just re-release as a trilogy or what have you and mm. just print money. Ninja Gaiden was one of them. Dead Space is another one. EA needs to get off their ass and just put a Dead Space trilogy out. Yeah, it's about time. It's about time. Yeah, Mass Effect is another one. Since we're getting the Legendary Edition, I can't say anything about them anymore. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I I can't wait. Ninja Gaiden 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. 
And it's good. Yeah. Hopefully they give you an option to toggle the blood because on PS3 Ninja Gaiden Sigma, there is no blood. And that was part of the experience. So I, I need you guys to put my blood. I need my blood. When I decapitate something, I need blood to splatter. I'm sorry. That's There's just... blood in Project <laughs> Triangle strategy. Really? Yeah. All right. Pools of it. People get struck Ooh. down and you just see they bleed out immediately. I'm like, whoa. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's hardcore. Right. Yep. 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 Rated R. <laughs> for pirates <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i'm actually surprised that ninja gaiden master collection isn't coming out for ps5 and xbox one and x or xbox series x excuse me but okay i guess i mean they might just have like an update or something they yeah might not have wanted to go through all the trouble of releasing all those uh physical copies for ps5 yeah. and xbox maybe series x. you might be right might be right yeah Okay, so after that, we got news of Super Mario items coming to Animal Crossing in a free update. So Animal Crossing mm. players, get ready to da 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 but boop, 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 Now, the functionality on some of these items looked really neat. One in particular, the warp pipe. You can yeah. literally set up a warp pipe to go into it and then warp to a different part of your island. This, to me, along with the terraforming, means you can have a completely isolated area that can only be accessible by a warp pipe, like a subterranean area, maybe. I mean, the possibilities are endless. I'm really excited to see what the community and all the creatives do with this. I'm going to start Googling that when that uh, update drops, because I'm pretty much done with the game. But I know a lot of people aren't, and I'm very happy for you, because honestly... If I had gotten that pipe at launch, and who knows when I'll go back to it, maybe when Ben gets a little bit older, I'm down to try that out. That sounds cool. So Yeah, when Vicky saw it, she's like, oh, wow, Super Mario items, yay! <laughs> and that's not how she sounds, but, you know. Yeah, it's close. <laughs> Either way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Vicky. <laughs> oh, wow, ooh. Oh, wow, oh, oh, oh. Hey, Derek, Derek, you're looking mighty sexy today, Derek. Oh, oh. Yeah, I need some of that warp pipe. <laughs> Oh, Derek, give me some of your wet pipe. Oh, oh, it's so big. Um, <laughs> why Why is your wife Mickey Mouse now? I don't... Okay. I don't know. She's Mickey Mouse slash uh, Missy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Derek, give me some of your fat package. Ooh, fat package. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Ooh. The Nintendo 3DS game, Miitopia, arriving on Switch in May 2021 for and $60. No, fuck you. And no one cared. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that one's $60. Yeah. What's the, what's the justification for that, Derek? Oh, there is no justification. I thought when we saw it that it was like a completely new Miitopia, but it is actually the 3DS game. Yeah. <laughs> Just put it's, a, it's a 3DS port, and they're like $60. Eat dicks. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I guess. That's more money than the original game. I know. I mean, so is Skyward Sword, but I mean... Uh, I think from a from a business standpoint, they're like, we can't set the precedent that our first-party titles will ever be below $60 at launch. Otherwise, they're going to be you know, asking for us to have them below $60 at launch. <laughs> you know, I'll give it to Nintendo on this. They are expert negotiators. I wish the Democrats would take a lesson from them. They're always like, oh, man, we don't want to give people $15 an hour because the Republicans will get upset. What if we give them less? Then the Republicans will be happy and immediately accept it. Good idea. Let's cover the table Yay. with a compromise. And that was your <laughs> daily dose of politics. Yeah. Moving on to the next thing. So we had Outer Wilds announced, which is a great game if people haven't played it. It hasn't come to the Switch yet. I know it's on you know Xbox and 
PlayStation and PC. So not to be confused with Outer Worlds, Outer Wilds is more of like a space sim explorer. Think No Man's Sky, but really good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Shade. (laughs) (laughs) But no, seriously, like the physics and the weather effects and a lot of the events and stuff that happen in that game are really unique and interesting and fun. And it's it's highly recommended by anybody that I've ever met that has ever played it. So... Uh, definitely something if you know you only game on the Switch or your Switch is your main, something you might want to keep an eye on this summer is that Outer Wilds release. So, Coolio. two Famicom Detective games are being re released or remastered coming to Nintendo Switch in 2021. I was never really a big fan of those types of games and I never got a chance to play them because they're you know on the Famicom, but right. the animation that they did for those. Those games, because they're basically like visual novels almost. Obviously, yeah. there's some, you know, there's some point and click and investigation and stuff like that. But they seem to be like full on animated almost. Like they were really interesting the way that they did the art style update. So, you know, yeah, well, cool for those cool. who are into it. I won't yeah. play it, but yeah, happy for those who are interested in it. Samurai Warriors Five headed to Nintendo Switch. What do you think about that trailer for Samurai Warriors Five? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I I never it's played Warriors Samurai game. Warriors. You know, Dynasty Warriors was always my jam. Mm-hmm. And any of the offshoots that were license-based, uh-huh. like Dynasty Warriors Gundam, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Persona mm-hmm. 5 Strikers, yes, yes, yes. Hyrule of Warriors. Hyrule. I played some of the All-Stars games or the... Um, what, what was the crossover called? To start with an O, I think. I can't remember now. It doesn't matter. They had characters with Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors in the same game. No, there was a game that came out oh, before All Stars. Um, oh, Warriors Orochi. Orochi. Thank you. I knew it started with a no. Yeah, um, I did it. <laughs> yeah, you did the thing. But what what I thought was interesting or striking about the Samurai Warriors trailer is it seemed to be a lot more story based, wow. a la Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity or like the upcoming Persona 5. So I feel like they're learning a lesson that they can put these Warriors games in more of a structured story format and not a bullshit, you are all from different universes and you've been pulled into the same universe to fight this generic bad guy. Or just rehashing the Three Kingdoms area over and over again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it looks like they're kind of taking a different approach and making it more focused on two particular characters. And, I mean, I hope it works out. It looks kind of interesting. I'll definitely keep my eye on it. I love me some Warriors games. So. A couple of remasters, Legend of Mana Remastered was announced, as well as Saga Frontier Remastered. They look great. Yeah. Super Nintendo games. So Yeah, just something yeah. I don't find see myself going back to. Uh, Saga Frontier I might, but Legend of Mana I've already played enough to where I'm like, eh. Yeah. But uh, Monster Hunter Rise got a new trailer. It looks cool. Monster Hunter's great. Probably won't play it, but I'm getting those Amiibos because you know me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tales from the Borderlands was announced for Nintendo Yay. Switch. Yeah. I wasn't super excited about it, but you were telling me it was really good. And I should probably try it out. Yeah. So, yeah. But I honestly, you don't have to get it for the Switch. You can literally like find a copy for 360 or PS3 for like $3. I know. I think I might even actually have it now that I think about it. Because I probably gave it yeah. away at one point on Plus or something. So, mm-hmm. I might look for it and look it up. Okay. Capcom Arcade Stadium. I was talking about this earlier with uh, Final Fight. So... Capcom is releasing an arcade kind of collection for free, but you would buy the packs of games. Coming standard or default with Capcom Arcade Stadium when you first download it is 1943, which is that kind of shoot 'em up, shmup, mm-hmm. where you, you know, in the fighter plane. 
And this is important to note, guys. If you download Capcom Arcade Collection before February 25th and you go into the DLC, you can also get Ghosts and Goblins for free for a limited time. So if you have plans to check it out at all, I would do it now. Download it now. Get, you know, the free game, the extra one, Ghosts and Goblins, now. Because then after that, you have to pay for it. What I don't like about the collection is that you can't buy the games a la carte. They come in three separate collections or one bulk. So for bulk, I think you pay the whole thing for 40 And then they separate out like a group of games by like decade or by like grouping of five years. So there's like an 80s, mid 80s, late 90s, early 2000s, something like that. And they're all like 15 bucks each. And I was like only one or two games I want to buy. Plus a lot of the games that are in the Capcom beat-em-up collection are in this collection. So I'd be buying them again. But... I actually got in and played 1943 and I played it way longer than I expected because of the mods they put into these arcades. You got your usual stuff, you know, your aspect ratio changes and arcade backgrounds and like the cool interface and everything to navigate the games, whatever, whatever. You got your save states and load states. Cool. You can actually slow down the game or speed the games up. And I think there's like at least five or more different speed settings. Like there was a lot of speed settings. I think there was five of them Mm -hmm. though. So you could slow 1943 way down if all the bullets are moving too fast and kind of navigate a little easier. And in the game, and that's a dedicated button, like the left trigger, what what you would call ZL does that. And ZR... Mm -hmm does rewind so anytime you die or you know mess up or want to do something differently you can immediately rewind while you're playing and boom you're back in it and that coupled with the save states and just the games themselves you know playing crisp and you can even change the switch like if you're playing undocked you can flip it vertically to play your shooters so your shmups are in the right aspect ratio and you can take up the whole screen which is really cool i love that that's how i played 1943 i had my switch like on my uh if you remember my gooseneck stand hovering over my bed <laughs> just hooked it up and turned it and boom there we are it was awesome so nice. i i think if you're into classic capcom beat em ups or shmups or like ghosts and goblins or any of that at all or you know you should check it out i think it looks really cool and i think it would be worth it for fans i'm gonna wait until the games are a la carte so i can build my own custom collection i don't want to rebuy some games or own others that i'm not really interested in and i don't want to have to pay 15 bucks just to get one or two games that I actually will play. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's just me. Okay. Stubbs the zombie in Stubby. Rebel Without a Pulse. That was originally an Xbox original game, if I recall. Yep. And I never exclusive. really got a chance to check it out. Yeah, it was exclusive. So I never really got a chance to check it out. And I always wanted to. It looks quirky. You know, the type of silly game like Destroy All Humans or whatever that you would mm-hmm. play back in the day. It is getting re-released for Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC on March 16th. And it looks like a good port. For those who were fans of the game originally or like me were eyeballing it, never got a chance to try it out, now you can. No More Heroes 3 finally got a release date. And And the graphics don't look great. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I mean, I've really really cooled off on No More Heroes after playing the HD versions that they released on Switch. Like I said, I've... Finished the first one, but didn't have as much fun as I thought I would. And the opening of the second one was just gross. We talked about it before on the show. But for those who are still interested or holding out hope, you don't have that much longer to wait. It's going to release in August of this year. So keep an eye on that if you're interested. They announced a new game called Neon White. Whatever. Uh, They announced uh, (laughs) DC Superhero Girls Teen Power. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I know you're excited. Yeah, I know you're excited. That's, That's your baby show. 
So yeah. for all the little girls and boys who like to watch DC Superhero Girls Teen Power, you got your own video game coming up. And it looks competent, you know? Yeah. You're able to do stuff. Serviceable. Things. It's serviceable for kids, you know? Knockout City, the world's worst trailer. I think it was, that was the dodgeball multiplayer game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was announced. And the trailer is really bad and really cringy. It's really bad. But the gameplay yeah. looks pretty solid. Like, it looks fun. I don't know if I'd pay 60 bucks for it. I don't even know if I'd pay 30 Definitely for it, to be not. honest. But, you know. Maybe five. Not even five. I don't want Maybe it. if it comes to... <laughs> yeah, maybe if it comes to Sony for free, I'll try it out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Bravely Default 2 got its final trailer before the uh, the launch here in a few. And, of course, that demo still out there for those who are interested in. Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection release date trailer revealed. But I didn't write down the release date. So, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. You all have Google, right? Yeah. Why don't, why don't you Google that while I talk about the next thing? So that way we can give it to the people. They don't have to okay. Google it while they're Ghost listening. And, Ghost, Ghost and Goblins, Goblins Resurrection. So Ghost. while Derek's on doing the, the guy in the chair thing, I'll talk about the last piece of news that they revealed, and that is a physical edition, basically a special edition, announced for Hades, which is one of my favorite games of 2020. Um, you get the physical cartridge and a case. You get an art book and I think a download code for the soundtrack. But again, the soundtrack's on Spotify, so whatevs. But the art book does mm-hmm. look really cool. cool. Now, they're not charging $20. They're not charging $25. You will have to pay $40 for this physical edition. So oh. I, I say no. <laughs> I love that game. I'm a huge no. fan. If I see it in the wild for cheap, I'll get it. But I'm not. I'm not no. Yeah, forty bucks, and it's only twenty on. It's. I think the highest ever they charge it digitally was twenty five. I think I got it for twenty, and I think they've had it for on sale like seventeen, eighteen at one point. Okay. So, probably cheaper on PC to be honest, but yeah. Okay. Ghost and Goblins Resurrection. The release date. Guy in the chair. Give it to me. February twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. Four days, seven hours, fifty three minutes from now. Woo! If you care. If you care, there you go. It if is you care, there. Facts from the man in the chair. It is there. We buy always play it fair. <laughs> Buyer beware. <laughs> Please don't stare. Right. <laughs> Drop, <laughs> dropping bars on player two right. podcast. <laughs> I went to the hat store and I bought player. myself a hat. <laughs> player two enters the rap cast. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. No. No, this isn't Sway in the Morning. You do not have to give us 16 bars. You don't have the answers. Mm, mm. You don't have the answers, Sway. (laughs) How, Sway? Oh, Oh, boy. boy. Oh, okay. So, um, that was the Nintendo Direct. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Are you okay? Yeah, I took a drink and I just was remembering all the fun times we had on Player 2 has entered the rap cast. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, uh, so yeah, that was the Nintendo Direct. And, I mean, you know, again, here, here's my criticism. I feel like we talked about a lot of cool things, right? Mm-hmm. There are actual things that we're excited for. There's some DLC coming up, you know, for games that I still play. And there's that, you know, Project Triangle that's really good. The arcade collection's neat. You got some re-releases and ports. You got some new stuff. But again, there's a lot of stuff that Nintendo's been holding out on that I think a lot of people were really excited about. Breath of the Wild 2, Metroid, mm. anything, Bayonetta 3, you know, there's there's different stuff. Uh, Mario Kart, for God's sakes. When are they going to come out with another one of those, you know? 
And I think to me, it was still a good direct, but it was presented poorly because the order in which we read things was not the order in which they presented. And some things just got like a couple of lines, like uh, Hyrule Warriors, the expansion pass, no trailer, just like f- flavor text real quick. And then it was off the screen yeah. again. And I mean, it lasted all of like maybe 10 or 12 seconds. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. they have this long drawn out trailer for Knockout City and nobody cares. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. So the pacing and the way that they gave time to certain games and not others, I think was just bad. I think that's that's really what comes down to the direct was directed poorly. Yeah. So unfortunately. Yep. Yep. But overall, I mean, I'm excited about a lot of things we talked about. So, you know, yay. Speaking of excited this week, Derek, it's one thing I need to know. And that is. What you feeling? I am filling a YouTube channel by the name of We Are Top, or as the channel name actually comes up, W A T O P. It's basically what up? What yeah, up with you? What up? What up? Yeah, you know what? I never pronounce it like what up. What up? <laughs> I always pronounce it what top. <laughs> what top? What up with you? Yeah. What up? What's going on, baby? What up? <laughs> that sounds like Nora. No, basi- what up, daddy? Yeah. What up, daddy? <laughs> daddy. Daddy, oh. <laughs> Ben's been doing that lately too, dude. Oh my, oh my god. god, the ooh. She, yeah, she puts it at the end of her <laughs> sentence at the last word. Daddy, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, where do they learn that from? We don't talk like that. I don't know, man. I always be saying real slick shit under my breath, and my uh, wife Vicky's always like, "Stop it." <laughs> yeah, same what? here. Same here. Yeah. Yeah, we won't go into what's being said, but anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> fasten a, our kids under our right. Breath. It's a YouTube channel that basically focuses on nature stuff. So they do a lot of facts about animals, and uh, they also have stuff about things you top ten things you didn't know about. Period. And uh, the one that got me really interested in it was they did a video on giant sea otters. I did not know these were a thing. They are huge, muscular, and they attack like crocodiles, leopards. Like they don't give a fuck. They attack in packs, wow. and they will like mess, mess, mess you up. Are they still cute so, though? No, because otters are like crazy cute, dude. Yeah, no, they're like they've got teeth, man. Yo, they've okay. got teeth. They're not. They're not the little sea otters that hold each other's hands. Oh, those are which so they cute. say in the video. Yeah, they're so cute, and then they go to the giant otters like, ah, like no. <laughs> <laughs> you're ruining my image of otters <laughs> otters like hey what you what, what y'all got my drink homie <laughs> no right. i ain't hold none right. exactly <laughs> hey see otter my grandmama gave me that chain man right <laughs> man that leopard gonna cry in the car on the way home <laughs> right <laughs> oh man but yeah it's uh i find myself like late night just putting on their videos and just getting going to the sunken place with that stuff Cool. So, uh, I love stuff yeah, like that. I have to check them out. This week, I am feeling something that's kind of been on my radar for a while. Maybe on yours. I don't know if you actually checked it out or not. But if so, we can talk about it. I have been watching Cobra Kai. Okay. No, and I have not watched it. <laughs> yeah, there are three seasons on Netflix. And as you know, it started out as a YouTube Red show. And mm-hmm. I remember seeing like the commercials on YouTube and being like, eh. You know, looks they're playing on nostalgia. Looks low. Yeah, it looks trash. Looks low budget. But uh, it's actually really good. Like, you can definitely tell in the first few episodes, especially the main character, Johnny Lawrence, you know, the the main antagonist, I guess, that, you know, the... Yeah, sweet the, the Leg. Sweet the Leg, that kid. Sweet the Leg, Johnny! Yeah. He grew up, and, you know, he's still living in California. He's 
kind of at a low point in his life. And then he gets inspired to start back up Cobra Kai, whatever, whatever. And he's not a very good actor in the beginning. And it it's not framed particularly well. But it's still interesting enough that I kept watching. And then it just gets like, I can't tell exactly when the money hit. But when it does, <laughs> it just gets monumentally better. And it happens and quickly, too. Yeah, because, I mean, again, it's a coming-of-age kind of sports-slash-revenge-slash-improvement story. I mean, those are always interesting. And he does take on a pupil who's getting beat up by bullies, that type of thing. But Mm -hmm. the way that they kind of interject, you know, Daniel-san and his family into it and how they interact and him telling his side of the story and different stuff like that. There's that old meme that, you know, people that theory that, Oh, you know, Daniel was actually the bad guy in karate kid. Cause he was the aggressor and blah, 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 blah. Right. <laughs> they kind of address that in the first season too. And by the end, like the very last episode, they have another all Valley tournament and like stakes are super high. And I was emotionally invested and I was just like, wow, this is really getting to me. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I highly recommend checking it out. I think it's a great show and I'm excited to check out seasons two and three. And I, I assume that there's probably going to be more beyond that. You know, if the show really picks up like it has been. So yeah. Uh, Cobra right. Kai. I'm feeling it. Oh. Really enjoy it. Cobra. So, yeah, exactly. Cobras are badass, man. Badass snakes. There, I will say one thing about the show and this isn't necessarily a bad thing. It has mm. a little bit of a, I wouldn't say a conservative bent, but Johnny Lawrence is a bit of a, like, he's that type of like, oh, snowflakes and your generation gets too many trophies. He meets this kid named Miguel in his apartment complex in the first episode. Miguel, like, wants to introduce himself like, hey, we just moved in. We're your neighbors. He goes, oh, great. More illegals. That's literally uh, the first thing that Johnny says. I was like, God damn, dude. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So he's that type of dude. And <laughs> he doesn't really let go of that personality too much throughout the first season. But you do see some growth and some concessions because he's working with kids, but not near as much as you would expect. Like he's still punching children in the in the face and making fun of their deformities and calling people retarded. I was just like, wow, the show is going there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of flawed people on the show and they do improve, but they improve more like they would in real life, which is to say glacially slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it, it lends like a sense of realness to the show. You know what I mean? And I almost yeah. feel like somebody with a conservative viewpoint or somebody that would identify more with Johnny than say I would, would actually be served well to watch the show too, because I feel like not that it's going to fix them or anything, but I think it's like a soft way to provide an alternate perspective to them without talking down to them or like saying that they're a piece of shit. I feel like a lot of the reasons why people on the left and the right don't get along aside from ideological differences is that we assume bad faith of the other person. And I want to believe that most of us, if, if we're good people at all, we're all just doing the best that we can. We're all trying our best. Right. Right. And we're working with the information we have and, and the bubbles that we're in with the knowledge that we have And sometimes we have our hearts and minds and ears closed to other people, especially when they're coming from so far away from where we're coming from. And I felt like this show gave me a bit of perspective into that mindset and where it comes from. But I also feel like a person that already has that mindset might, they might be more easily opened up to why we get so mad when somebody makes somebody's fun of somebody's deformities or why it's not just snowflaking to say, Hey, you should consider someone's feelings, that type of thing. I don't know. I may be kind of going too deep into it, but you might understand once you actually watch the show. I was interested either way. So yeah, 
All right, so that's what we're feeling this week. Now, because of the direct and just the sheer amount of news we had this week, we are going to save our Derek X Mike anime challenge for next week. So stay tuned because we're going to be covering Berserk episode 18 and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood episodes 52 through 54. Look forward to it. If you're still watching the show along with us, then catch up, get brushed up because we're going to dive in because things are getting crazy good right about now so oh, yeah. <laughs> i'm definitely excited to talk about it. i'm a little sad that we're not talking about it this week but i know we can't go on forever 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 speaking right. of going on forever and ever and ever and ever if people want to go on and follow you and all the stuff you're getting into your pickups the store just you know to reach out communicate with you where can they find you at they can check out the ebay store at ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more i'm on instagram at gamer goodies more and twitter at goodies underscore more. Awesome. And if you want to find us in the different places we are, we are on Facebook. We have a page, facebook.com slash player two is enter the pod. We'll post up there pretty regularly. We'll put up when new episodes drop on Anchor. We will post clips and highlights from the show, different stuff like that. Derek might occasionally highlight some stuff he's selling. I might share a meme or two. So check us out. Follow us. Like us. You can also find our YouTube channel at... Player Two has entered the podcast, so search for that, and you can subscribe there if you prefer to listen to us on YouTube. And of course, we drop new episodes every single Sunday at our main hub, anchor.fm slash player2 has entered the pod. You can visit, you can donate to the cause, check out all our older episodes, and of course, you can listen to us pretty much wherever podcasts are available. That's Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and even Spotify. And if you'd like to communicate with us, you can email us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com for any questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, whatever you got. As far as me personally, I'm on Twitter, Mike Peterson AL, and you can find my YouTube channel where I archive my streams at mcpaperstacksplays. If you want to come and hang out with me while I'm gaming live, I'm at twitch.tv slash mcpaperstacks. I game Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Schedule is on the website. Come check me out. I do brawlers, horror games, and right now I'm playing through uh, that new Mario 3D World. Super 3D World Land game. Bowser's Fury goodness. It's it's Baby. fun. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our show. Thanks for coming out. We really appreciate y'all. Stay safe out there. Help each other out, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. See ya.